The TV fans are taking over. This is Across the Airwaves. dedicated for your favorite TV shows, uh, News with Nico, and much more. Today we're, ha- we're having a special episode on a special project for ABC. I'm your host, Andrew Bach, and with me today are my fellow agents. I'm Agent Dan Schmidt. And I'm Agent Nico Reifstack. And I'm not just your host, I'm also your director. Maybe Director Fury, to be exact. Uh, we're ge- we are, all of us are big Joss Whedon fans, and there's a reason why we're here today. There's a special project right now, as we're talking, being shot. A pilot, to be exactly. It, will, it might hit a slot on the ABC programming in fall 2013. So what does Joss Whedon have to do with it? Well, there was a movie last year. I don't know what... I, I think it made quite a good result on the box office. Kind of and, no, I didn't uh, see it. Oh, you did it? <laughs> ah, okay. I think it was something called Avengers or Assemble. I don't know. It did kind of... A, it, it, apparently, it was a big deal. So they kind of decided they want to do a, a, like a TV show for it based on sh- something called S.H.I.E.L.D. And he... What else has, has this dude done? Like, he's done... Buffy the Vampire Slayer, something called Angel, um, some crappy show called Firefly. We're just kidding. We're, this amazing man is part of a crew that will be will be shooting a pilot known as Shield. And if you comic book readers are familiar with Shield, you know exactly what it is. Uh, for those who aren't, Shield is an organization that in in the Marvel universe that is basically like the biggest organization ever. So they're doing they're shooting a pilot right now in LA, and we will be talking about more about what's what we know about it so far about the production to be exact. Let's get into it, shall we? We'll go. We'll go briefly into information, what we know about it, about the showrunners and the cast members and so on. And then we'll go into a full discussion of uh, what each of us thinks of it, pros on crackpot theories and much more. Now, what is S.H.I.E.L.D. about? Well, I will be basing this information that the majority of websites has been going with based on production information that a website called TV Show Audition released a few months ago. So this is what uh, they said. S.H.I.E.L.D. will be independent from the Avengers film and people who haven't seen the Marvel movies can jump right in and understand the storylines. There will be generally be new characters and agents who are not superheroes and even though there are a large organization, they will be underdogs since they will exist in that superhero universe. And, ex- and as that website said, they said that production would start on January 22nd this year in LA and voila. Now, let's talk about the showrunners and the writers for this pilot. The executive producers and showrunners for S.H.I.E.L.D. will be Joss Whedon, his brother Jed Whedon, uh, Jed Whedon's wife Marissa Tang Hiroan, sorry, Jeffrey Bell, and Marvel Television Executive Vice President Head of Television, Jeff Loeb, who we all know as one of the good consultants for Smallville and the writer for some great comics, both in DC. And I, has he written anything in Marvel yes. so far? He wrote uh, he a Hulk series of comics for Marvel. Well, there you go. And a he's great writing a couple other things for them right now. I want to say Fantastic Four. Awesome. And so the script will it has been written by the Whedon brothers and Marissa. And the director for the pilot will be directed by Joss Whedon himself. It has been said, though, that Joss Whedon will only serve as a secretary producer and not a showrunner. So he's not going to sound like he's not going to write all, you know, that many episodes. He's going to be he's going to be part of the whole process. And so but from from far away, so he might he's going to probably, you know, visit, you know, the, the show, the other showrunners. And so on. but um, because he has so many other projects going on 
as he is now also overseeing the other Marvel projects in the so-called Phase 2. But otherwise, the other that I just mentioned to you, uh, Jed, Marissa, Jeffrey, and Jeff Loeb, they will all be executive producers and showrunners. Let's talk about the characters and who will be playing them. So there are a total of six characters that will be serving as main characters for the show, and Casting Breakdown was released before all the casting announcements and came from TVLine.com's Kimberly Roots on October 1st, 2012. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to talk about the first character, then you will hear Dan and Nico talk about the other characters as well. So the first character is does not, does not need any introduction at all. He's a fan favorite. If you saw all the Phase 1 movies of, Marvel Cinem- of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you should know this guy at this point. In fact, he, he supposedly died in, in the Avengers, but guess what? is coming back. You know who he is. It's Agent Phil Coulson. He is alive. On October 13th, at the Marvel panel at Mar- New York Comic Con, actor Clark Gregg made a surprise appearance, and together with Marvel Studios president, president of production, Kevin Feige, as they announced that Agent Coulson would be part of the S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Feige said this about Gregg's part in the sh- on the show. There was never going to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. show without Agent Phil Coulson. Whedon was present as well and had this to say about Coulson's role in- on the show. He's headlining the S.H.I.E.L.D. show, and always was. No other information was given on how the correct character will be returning to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and into this show, but we will be discussing this in our discussion and speculation section. Alright, well the next character because I think one of the bigger higher up characters got the agent Melinda May. Uh, originally her name was Athea Rice also known as the Calvary and she's played by Ming Na Wen who you all might know as the voice of Mulan in the Disney film, the Disney animated film. And it, this was announced on October 24th by Nelly Andriva, who works on the news source Deadline. That's a television news source that we get a lot of our content from here on Across the Airwaves. And the casting breakdown of the character is she's soulful and slightly damaged by her combat experiences. Belinda is an ace pilot, a weapons expert, and a shoulder who can and has gone beyond the call of duty. And uh, to back that up, because I don't know if this is going to stay the same, but Andy, you can clear this up for us. She was originally known as the Calvary, and this hardcore soldier has crazy skills when it comes to weapons and being a pilot. But her experiences have left her uh, very quiet and a little damaged. So it seems like we got the same character, just a change in the name. That's what it seems like from everything I've heard. Yeah, so they're just changing up same the name, here. same character. Yeah, and that brings us to the next two actors, and why we're bringing up two actors at the same time is because they're going to be playing almost exclusively on screen all the time together. And that's agent Gemma Simmons and agent Leo Fitz played by Elizabeth Henstridge and Ian DeCaster. The duo spend all of their time together, mostly bickering and are masters of their respective fields as remarkable young age. Essentially these two came through training together and still choose to spend most of their time in each other's company. They have a sibling like relationship that is reinforced by their shared nerd tendencies. She's an expert in biology and chemistry, and he's a whiz at technical side of weaponry. So really, it seems like we're going to have a very close sibling rivalry siblings relationship between these two. And I think that's going to be very similar to what we saw maybe with Hawkeye and Black Widow, a very good relationship like that, but it's not going to be romantic. It's going to be more sibling based. And that's going to be interesting. 
Well, it seems like it's introducing some of the family dynamics that Joss tried to use on Firefly as well. Yes, yes, very much. Yeah. Who who announced this uh, casting announced, by the way? Leslie Goldberg from The Hollywood Reporter. And the next character is Agent Grand Ward, and he's going to be played by Brett Dalton. And his introduction or the announcement of this character was made by Michael Osiello from TV Line. He also is a writer for Entertainment Weekly magazine. So this is a pretty legit source this came from. And Agent Grant is one of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s highly skilled rising stars. He's deadly, precise, Okay, cool under fire, but not so great with the people skill. There's that kind of thing. And then his previous casting breakdown says he's uh, quiet, but he's got a bit of a temper. And he's the guy who grows on you. So maybe he's kind of like a hot-headed character that's somewhat quiet. I don't know. He seems a little James Bond-like, but has difficulty connecting with people. I don't know. That's what it seems like they're going for with that. And again, with this being kind of a secret agent show, you do need a secret agent character. So that's probably what this guy is. And a newcoming actress will be playing the role of Sky, a confident woman who who is slightly obsessed with superhero culture and the shadowy and the shadow organizations that exist within them. She's edgy and can outtalk anyone with her unflappable nature. The original casting said that she was in her late 20s and sounds like a dream, fun, smart, caring and confident with an ability to get the upper hand by using her wit and charm. So essentially just a slight variation of what the original casting call called for. And that was brought to us by Leslie Goldberg, again from The Hollywood Reporter. And I mentioned Chloe Bennett as a newcomer, and that is because she only has two acting credits to her name prior to taking on the the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. role. And that was she did a five-episode arc on Nashville, and she did a TV mo- movie under her birth name, Chloe Wang. And two quick things about this. One thing is, I think Sky is Joss Whedon's wife's name. So we may have to recheck that information on me. I'm not sure about yeah. that. That sounds uh, right. I mean, I was, uh, in the casting breakdown, it, uh, from the that um, TV line reported before, it was Sky as well. So, But I, I have no idea. It could maybe, you know, it could be based on his, his wife's name. but His spouse is Kai. Kai, okay. It sounded similar, so I was just curious. Um, well, almost. Yeah, it was yeah, almost. Because I know he does sometimes put personal connections and relationships into his characters. So I was just curious about that. I'm also thinking this that's, character is probably going to be a love interest for the Grand Ward character. That's an interesting call. I think you might be right there. Uh, we know how that's going to end. <laughs> Badly. Yeah, yeah, and before we jump into the discussion, I just wanted to bring in some news, since it is usually news with Nico. And that yes. is that Colby Smulders, who played... The head, one of the head shield agents in the Avengers is in discussions and real discussions on being a part of this show. So that may change how the not the pilot is shot, but you know how there are a lot of changes sometimes in episode two of a series after yeah. they get picked up. I think we will see possibly the addition of Colby Smulder's uh, character into this show because she seems to be very interested in much like Phil Coulson in reprising that role on TV. But that's also going to depend on her commitment to our other show that's in its final season, Call Me Your Mother as well. Which I think will is very easy to do because they yeah. can just have her play a much lesser role in the first season and become more important in the second and yeah. potentially future seasons. Which is good call. One good one good thing about 
that news is that um, she said in the interview, I believe, that How I Met Your Mother, um, the commitment to How I Met Your Mother will not conflict with, it doesn't affect if she has interest for S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, they could work something out. So she, just because she's contracted to do season nine of How I Met Your Mother, does not mean she can't do cameos or like a Michael Michael Rosenbaum thing, show up at, at the set night and doing something for 19 hours. Right, that's what I mean, that she'll have a much reduced role in season one while she's still working on How I Met Your Mother. And then if if the series does well, if it gets picked up, these are big ifs, but I, I mean, with Joss Whedon behind the helm and not being on Fox, there's a bigger <laughs> chance. Yes. Yeah. And really, Joss is, is said, as Andy alluded to earlier, he's not going to be the showrunner, but he does, as his contract with Marvel has ultimate domain over everything Marvel for the next three years. Yes. So he has ultimate veto power over his brother and sister-in-law and the other showrunners on this thing. And so they'll, he'll, he'll view each and every episode or at least the script before writing and will say, no, this needs to change because of this, you know, or yeah, I like this. Let's go a little bit more into it. So he will have very still a lot of creative control over it but he won't be doing the day-to-day writing and actual work of making it all work out but he will be guiding that vision yeah like like jeff Loeb did on smallwell and so maybe about a more extended role and more impacting roles so but that's uh that's the information part now let's move into the discussion part Let's talk about the story overall. So far, we know that the story will, will be based on the agents in the S.H.I.E.L.D. organization. Yes. There, so far, we um, there hasn't been an official logline, which is surprising because they usually release something. The one that I read before a couple of minutes ago, that was not a logline. That was more like a brief description and more of a production and, and uh, script-wise information. So that was uh, not like exactly how S.H.I.E.L.D. is, you know, because they say that it's independent from the Avengers, but obviously it's set in the same universe. Remember, this is going to be be safe in the same universe as all the other superheroes that you've seen played by those actors and so on. So even though it will be, it's not going to be based on a specific story that will go into Avengers all the time. It still will be related to it. So, but basically, right now, what? what, uh, Let's start with you guys, and then I will go what I think about the story so far. What do you guys think about the story story that we know so far about these agents? Well, what I think this show really ultimately is going to be is it's going to be like a uh, example of a good show would probably be like. Mission Impossible show, the TV series I'm talking about, not the movies, or like Leverage, if any of you guys see that on TNT, or even a little bit of 24, where every week's probably going to be them dealing with some sort of mission or situation. Um, and of course, there'll be character development along with that. Mission Impossible, the old 60s show, which I've watched several episodes are, is about a team dealing with a mission every week. But the thing about that show is God, it didn't have the character development. So I think a better example of character development would be a show like Leverage or uh, a 24. So I think it's going to be a combination of that stuff. But 24 got really dark. It was very soap opera like. Because I think uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be much more heroic and upbeat. And, you know, they're going to be much more successful. Got their job. And I don't think it's going to take as much of a mental toll on them, if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Nico? I'm I'm not sure what I know about the story or what I think is where it's going to go. I think it's going... I think Dan's on the right track, though, with it being much like 
like a leverage or I, I think a Mission Impossible or a combination of the two. I do like the idea of it being similar to leverage where it's a case of the week, but has overall story arc as well. But I think the challenge they're going to have is being able to connect it to the movies without right. relying on the movies at the same time. And I like the idea of there being lesser characters from the Marvel universe maybe coming in as superheroes. We we had talked about that as a possibility a couple weeks ago or a month ago right. when we were just, you know, sitting around talking. And I thought that that was an idea that really had merit that we can't expect Iron Man to show up every week on the show. We can't expect the Hulk or Thor or even Black Widow, yeah, Black Widow and right. Hawkeye to be consistently showing up. They may show up once in the entire run, you know, if at all. I don't think we'll see Iron Man on this show. Downey's just too big. But their know? names will be drafted and stuff like oh, that. Oh, they will definitely. Of course, be, of course. Yeah. Be, but I don't think we will see the actual characters. So we're going to see lesser characters, you know. We will see, I, I don't know. I can't think of anybody specific well, I want names to see. I was see, throwing but... out there that friends of mine even talking about this, throwing out there was characters like Iron Fist or Luke Cage. Yeah. Uh, those kind of people, groups like Heroes for Hire and stuff. Yeah, not a lot of people know these characters, though. Right. They're not as household names as the DC characters, in my opinion. Like well, I Arrow, think that that works, though. I think they can establish right. them here. And, and the other thing is they can make changes to them without everyone having a fit yeah. that it's off because they don't know enough about the characters. Sure. So that'll, that'll help as well. Um, I also think that they're going to be doing stuff to get you to go see these movies. Of course. Or go out and I get think DVDs that... and stuff like that. Like, I feel like you're going to have to see those films and see the Avengers to know what's going on with this show. Well, I, I disagree with that a little bit, Dan, because it says that you're – they said yeah. in the, the description of this show that you're not going to need that. It's going to be on its own. I think they're going to – it's going to necessarily make you want to go get more information, not that you're going to have to to understand what's going right. on. And that would be a very detrimental thing to the show and would probably cause it to fail if they right. made you – have to rely on the other properties. I think you will enjoy this and you'll be like, oh, I really want to go and see Avengers now because I love this and I want to know more. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be like reading a comic book. The comic books, they all exist in a bigger universe, but you can read that individual issue and know what's going on just with that character. You don't have to know yeah, everything else. Unfortunately, I'm, I, I, I read mostly DC, as you know, right. and unfortunately with the New 52, they have a lot of crossovers that you have to go and buy, you know, oh, an, right. an issue of another uh, another book that you're not reading, and I don't like that, and I think it is detrimental, and I think in this case it would kill the show if you had to right. you had to go and watch, you know. Occasionally, shows will have a crossover, like NCIS and NCIS Los Angeles will have a crossover. You have to watch both episodes to get the full story, and that every once in a while is okay, but if you're consistently doing that, it, it's going to kill your show. Right. Well, the example I was giving you with the comic books that's an old model that's pre-new 52 right. concept that's that's what marvel's doing now so we're gonna go with that because this is marvel right uh to give my brief thoughts about it because you guys pretty much um, said most of the things that i felt the same but yeah i think this is gonna focus more it's not gonna tie in with the movies every like as soon as there's gonna be a new marvel movie it's not gonna be like that every season finale is gonna be like oh here is the resurrection of the winter soldier or whatever something like that and uh, and in the end credit says you know he will show up in captain america the, the winter soldier it's not gonna be anything like that i think however because and this goes well into our next next discussion point because clark greg is probably signed on for because he's probably the only one he might be the only one 
out of these actors that still has a contract with Marvel Studios. So he will that he can he will he still has movies that he needs to appear in. Uh, it just depends on when and how, and where. I don't. He's not going to be in the ones that have already been pr- produced. Uh, Iron Man Free and for the Dark World. He, he's probably not going to be in those. I but, can see him being in Captain America. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Because and also because there's a lot of that's one party that we will see Black Widow and Maria Hill. So yeah. Shield agent, which means Phil Coulson would, could possibly show up there, and as well as maybe some of these new characters. But we will get into that a little bit later. So now let's talk about the return of Agent Phil Coulson. Now, when this was announced that day, October 13th, that was the day when Twitter, like any big announcement, like with Lucasfilm, Twitter exploded. You know, Coulson lives was hashtagging worldwide, trending worldwide, and it was the hugest thing. Everyone's asking, how? How can he come back? He's dead, or is he? Now, let's do those that have seen Avengers and those who haven't. I'm gonna say, describe this what happened in this particular scene in the movie. So if you haven't seen it... Spoiler alert, sucks yes. To be, yeah, spoiler alert, and su- sucks to be you. There's a scene in the Avengers where Coulson gets gets killed by Loki. Nick Fury rushes down and tries to keep him alive, and, and we see him, quote-unquote, die. Now, off-screen, we don't see him. He says to through the communication technology that to all the other uh, members that they have declared the medical team has declared him dead now we never saw that and then agent Muriel hill makes a really interesting comment after the scene when when fury shows steve rogers the trading cards that kate colson had because he was a big fanboy of captain america which was adorable by the way and the he showed that the said it they were in his jacket. But afterward, when he, when she's alone with Fury, she comments, but they were in his locker, not his jacket. And then Fury says something in the form of, they needed a push. Something was planned here. Something was being hidden from them. So, and then a couple of weeks ago at the TCA, um, when ABC was there, president of ABC, Paul Lee, that he, he confirmed, uh, because pe- people were asking, is this a prequel or is how is this going to work? And then he confirmed that this will be taking place after the Avengers which means that this is not going to be a prequel. This is not a small world where before Agent Coulson dies or whatever. It's going to be taking place after Avengers, which means that he is going to be either... Res- and this is how, where the discussion begins. He's going to return in some form or sh- shape, but, but how will he do that now? There are a lot of theories we can throw in, and the first that I want to throw in was actually something that a co-worker of mine at Keysight TV and a good friend of mine, Matt Tucker, pointed out. One of the speculation was that the life model decoy, which is a good possibility that could, could happen... I think my theory is it could either be like the life model decoy or the, the, I'm not a big believer in the whole division speculation because there there was a group of people after the death of Paul Colson, people started speculating that he could or he might return as the the cyborg android known as division. Yes. Now, they, they denied that. Kevin Feige denied that. But you know, answers can be deceiving. Don't want well, to spoil it. Well, it was a pretty That's... good theory there, Andy. I'm not saying it was bad. Yeah. I'm not saying it was they said they denied it, though. Yeah. Continuing, it doesn't mean that that they, it was true. At, at, at that point, they were probably still developing that pilot and so on. Right. So there's a chance we might see that theory come to life. Now, I think there was something rigged up with when he got stabbed through the chest. I think there's something. Well, I think I just, was, how I don't could think he fake a, out Loki? Not Loki, but I think they did something with Colson. Okay. And I think because when when Fury told him that he should, that he that ordered him to go down and get um, the destroyer, I think there was a, and that's something they did they did something off screen by perhaps making I might believe that it was a clone or something like that, but I think that it's some in some way it's going to be the real Phil Coulson that it comes back. We're not going to see a clone come oh, yeah. back. 
it's not going to be like we will see his mind. It will. T- it's not going to take his brain and put it in a clone body or something like that. So, but those are my fears. Very briefly, I guess, or not as clear. But what what are your fears, guys, on how he could return? I don't think he died. I I think what you said. You know, they needed a push. Is how they explain it. They needed that he didn't actually die. He was dying, and they got to him and saved him or put him in stasis or whatever, and then were able to fix right. him later. That's that's my thought. And what I think that'll do is when he comes back, I think that'll be a character issue that he's got to deal with. Yes. Is that he was almost because killed he, in this situation or, you know, he briefly died and was resuscitated. And that kind of threw him off. So, you know, it's, he might have some, I don't know, post-traumatic stress fits his character, but he may be a little bit less optimistic about the world of heroes right away. And you know, it gets worked out throughout the, the pilot. Got a couple let, of me add a, let me add a follow-up question. You're basically saying that you think that he didn't, he was not aware of the plan that, that Fury was was planning for the Avengers. He, you think that this was something that he was, that just happened and he, he thought he didn't know anything about it. I, I think it was more of a thing where Fury, they, they got him back to life and he was fine. Because Fury said, we're just going to fake your death for now to motivate the Avengers to go and fight and stop the invasion. I could see that being possible because i think that he because we've the level of commitment commitment we have seen of him in the past four or five movies is that he is loyal and dedicated to his director and his organization so i think that he was probably okay with faking his death but i think though that he is not gonna he's, he's not gonna be able to predict the, the after effects of it i think like you said he's gonna be struggling a lot with his return he, you know right. we might even see that he you know maybe one of the reasons that the, the agents, the new agent that, that we will see, they might maybe they will be going after him, like at the middle of the pilot, and trying to convince him to come back. That we that we need you. Right. Yeah, that's a good see, way to get a story. I disagree a little bit. I don't think he was complicit in the cover up of his death at all. I think okay. he was unconscious and near death and was put into like i said. I think it's going to be like a stasis sort of thing until he was able until they could you know fix fix him get him back to medical a facility that could actually help him and fix whatever loki had done to him i don't remember the the exact details he gets stabbed through the chest right so he needs massive trauma surgery and so they they put him in stasis or whatever but they they he was close enough to death that they thought there's a good chance he's not going to survive anyway so they weren't outright lying to the avengers and team mates they made a decision that he was probably going to die, and we're going to tell him that, that he already did die. So he was not involved in it at all. And then once they save him and he goes through the rehab and re- recuperation times, because we're looking at you know probably a year before he's back on his feet and able right. to start getting back to being an agent. So you know more and more time, you know you get stabbed in the chest and die or almost die. It's going to be a while before you're back up on your feet and and back into duty for sure. So we're going to see, and I don't think there's going to be any convincing him to come back to the team. I think as soon as he's able, he's going to want to be back. It's not going to be like Kevin Bacon on the following where he was That's shunned and kicked out or, or left out in the cold. Well, I don't think and, he's going to be shunned. I, I don't think that's the case at all. Right. But, I mean, there's not going to be any – he's not going to – as soon as he's able, he's going to want to be back in the fight. That's the yeah. kind of person he is. So I don't think there's going to be any convincing to bring him back. I think it's going to be he's going to be trying to convince either Nick Fury or someone else that he reports to that he's ready I need to be to back. Be back. 
Yeah, I'm ready to be back. And so, so like a like if you see in the movie, like a James Bond kind of thing, like he was trying to do in Skyfall. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, so. well he gets <laughs> like injured. In the, yeah, yeah, I, I am aware of that back. that part. Yeah. So that's 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 what I'm thinking that they might do with with Coulson. Yeah. See that that I can get behind. I like that story better than him being yeah. having to be convinced to come back. I think he's going to be fighting to get back into the action to be back part of the team. And people are going to be like, you got stabbed in the chest. You died for 32 seconds or you were you were dead for three and a half minutes. You know, <laughs> you can take a year off. You can. And he's like, no, I am ready to be back. I need to be back. We need to be moving forward. There's another. Yes, we stopped the invasion, but there's another threat coming. So I think that's where the story is going to go. Or, or it's the idea of escalation that was introduced. Because the Christopher Nolan Batman films like, mm-hmm. oh, no, we've introduced the Avengers. So now I'm needed now because this means it's going to make the bad guys do bigger things. Yeah. It's going to scare it, them. If you need some sort of character conflict, then whoever was t- had taken over the team while he was out is going to resent him c- just stepping back in, and he- there's going to be tension there. Or there's going to be, you know, hey, old man, you, yeah. you can't run this team. We're, we're the new up-and-comers. This is our team, and that sort of thing. And I think they're – because all the characters do seem to be young in this, this show. So I think that he's going to be the – old man on the team and well he could be the giles the giles of the shield team no there's only one giles and there's only one giles and that was played by anthony there's 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 only one giles i'm so i i love giles and i love colton but no there's only one giles the thing that i wanted to add was when you were talking about that these characters seem to be very young and so on is that i think that melina may seems i think she might be because she seems to be quite established already i don't it doesn't sound like that she's that new and so and and that young right Um, she's she and colton are the only senior agents everybody else is in their 20s you know yeah she might be taking being you know while he's recovering and so on he she might be the one that is running the his role that he had before he died. So, and there might that might be an interesting relationship to see between those two. Because who knows what happened? There could be a love relationship, which I hope it won't, because I don't want to see too many drama relationships on superhero TV shows. But I, that what I wanted to add about Phil Coulson. Then you should is stop that, watching Joss Whedon. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I was because. <laughs> I didn't mean that way. But but what they meant with when they said that he is going to be headlining the show, I think he is going to be one of the most essential of the main characters because I think we're going to find out a lot about his backstory and so on. And that could be something that we might see during his him wanting to push himself back into the team, wanting to be part of it and so on, while he still has to recover. And maybe, not maybe flashback, but maybe we will find out, like maybe he will see some. A family member take care of him or whatever. Like we, we, we I think we'll be we'll be able to discover a lot about this character because we did, really we don't really know much about him. He's been in these five movies and then he did the one shots. What what's what's the first one called? The consultant, I think. When he went to yeah. some super some small shop and kicked some ass with flour and so on, <laughs> which was. Well, he was it. dating a violin player. Get on there for the Avengers. Yes, I think. There's yeah, a joke I, about that. Right. So he is kind of uh, a ladies' man. Of course, he. I would. I would go out in a, in a heartbeat. No, but anyway, let's talk about the, the the other characters and their casting. Well, how many of you? How many of us are actually familiar with? Uh, the only thing I'm familiar with with um, Mingna we we when it's obviously Mulan because I think when Dan was talking about Mulan at the beginning, I think he was trying to hint at me. 
me saying like, oh, I love Mulan because I love Mulan. Not the Once Upon a Time yeah. Mulan, but I love animated Mulan. Ironically, it's on ABC as well. And um, I've, th- these new five characters, I'm, um, I seem to, I feel like I know more about Melinda. These other four characters seems to be a little. The thing that I always kept saying about Sky, I, you know, you know what I've been saying about Sky is that he, she sounds like she is Fred with a superhero fetish. Not a fetish, okay, but she seems like to be a Fred that is more nerdy. Not the obsessed, you know, writing math yeah. on the walls. And although it was, we we well, love it, Fred. It, it's kind of. Are you sure though? Because this Gemma Simmons character, like her being this biology chemist or whatever, that seems something. Like she's a she's too. a scientist, and she's definitely a a very advanced scientist for her age. Like she's yeah. probably a genius. Oh. And that's more like what was Summer Glau's character in Dollhouse? That sort of character, oh. where she's a brilliant, brilliant scientist but probably not socially (laughs) she's socially awkward you know so i think it's going to be more for Gemma simmons character she's going to be more of like the dollhouse uh, the both the guy and the and summer glouse uh doctor characters you know they're going to be those nerdy and her counterpart leo fitz agent leo fitz is going to be sort of special forces guy he's he can make different weapons take four guns and give him the pieces and he'll make a super gun you know he's going to be a whiz when it comes to technical side of weaponry is what they said so he's going to be sort of like almost if you take data or data from the goonies and make him a special forces guy that's what i envision in this leo fitz character okay like making crazy new gadgets like a q but actually out in the field doing the special forces stuff too i think that will be interesting regarding because he's like how that will go yeah maybe there you go there you go but he's not going to have advanced anything advanced computer in his brain, right. you know. He's going to be naturally right. gifted like this. Yeah. Or will he? No. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm just kidding. I was talking um, when you were talking about his um, him being a weapon experience. So uh, I think that could be interesting to see how he his interaction with the agent Grand will be because he and let's talk about Grand War because I think we, we can go back to that just later. But this character seems to be very I, I don't want to say dark, but he he seems to be the the one that is the more outsider one. He doesn't seem to be. I think he's more of a loner, maybe like a like a Punisher-ish type of character. Not exactly like him, but something similar. Because he, as far as I know about the Punisher, is that he is he does fight alone, and so he is kind of similar. So, Punisher but uh, on the right side of the law, that that's I, I don't see him being Punisher. I see. I said him, similar. I said similar. No, no, <laughs> I, I I don't even see him being similar because I think he's going to be more of like a a lone wolf, but follows order. He's going to be sort of like what Jason Bourne was supposed to be before he lost his memory and went rogue. I think he's going to be highly skilled. He's going to be almost assassin quality with weapons and being able to... He's going to have seen combat He's multiple that character times. that you call when crap it's the fan. Exactly. He's yeah. the guy, but when it comes to interacting in a team, he's terrible. So he's going to be very much like an Iron Man where he can't get along with the team really well. And he sort of, yeah. Yeah. Well, Casey was, was good in a team and he could lead. I'm thinking this guy's going to be more isolated. He's not going to have any, any 
people skills and they say he's not great with the people skills i think he's going to not know how to interact maybe he's worked alone for so long and he's he's tortured has a tortured past like a like a sniper would have and so he doesn't know how to interact with people and so when they're goofing around back at headquarters he's always off on his own maybe he's reading by himself or maybe he's cleaning his gun or whatever he's doing he's going to be isolated and i think we'll see throughout the first season maybe first two three seasons people trying to break through that exterior and get into him and learn about him and make a personal connection with him and then once he starts we'll see sort of a temperance brennan issue where when he does finally start to let people in does it affect his skills does it affect his ability to do his job is he going to still be able to be that deadly cool precise under cool under fire sniper or assassin or whatever they need him to be is he going to be able to still do that once he starts having emotion in his life because maybe the whole reason he is this cool and collected is that he has shut down his emotions he is no longer emotional and that makes him a great agent but it makes him a terrible friend and i think yeah. that'll be an interesting dynamic to, to play through for the first season well how just yeah, the- oh, 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 okay the, the character sky because you i don't know which one of you said it before but you one of you had an speculation that she might have um some sort of a connection with the grand yeah, yeah that was Dan. i, I kind of like that idea yeah there's there's so there's such opposites okay what right. joss Whedon does is he messages all of his characters together in a way that brings the best out of them mm-hmm. all these characters have a specific role, specific purpose to make the story better and strong. Just like he laid out all the characters, God Firefly, that group of characters. Right. They all make each other better. They all challenge each other. They all push each other forward. Yes, Buffy is a good example as well. God, that's the thing. He likes, he's very good with ensembles. Mm -hmm. Working together, enhancing each other. And I think this is going to be it. And I think this team may function a little bit better than the Avengers did because he can flesh them out on a weekly basis. Where Avengers, I just didn't think he had as much time as he wanted to flush everything out. I think the second Avengers movie will be much better because all the origins and how they're connected to each other is established. Right. That's an interesting comment because that's the thing. He didn't need to flesh them out that much for the Avengers because that's, that was the point with the all five movies in the phase right. one but, but there was so, a lot of critics that felt that looked at the Avengers as a movie on its own and did not make that connection or for whatever reason didn't want to look at it from that route. Well, the, That's very inaccurate. Sorry, well, the that's, argument they made was that yes, we knew about each of these characters all by themselves but we didn't see how they became a team well enough it wasn't developed well enough in that one area of the movie they needed to have more of that and they needed because ultimately the formula for this kind of a movie was you have them all fight against each other and eventually they come together as they see that they're all fighting for the same purpose the same reason and that's why the apparent death of phil agent phil colson made it that gelling moment that thing that brought them all together and it worked in the movie but I think what Dan's point was and Dan correct me if I'm wrong is that he didn't have enough time in the two plus hours to really flesh out how those interactions why Iron Man all of a sudden thought Thor was good a good guy to work with or why we saw him in the Hulk we did see a lot of them working together in the lab and so you kind of got a feeling for why those two maybe kind of bonded but why did all of a sudden Iron Man and 
and Captain America want to work together. That didn't really seem to gel. And we, you know, if we had 13 episodes to get there, we would see some of that. And I think that that was the point that Dan was making. Right. And I, and I think just spending more time with them is going to make it better. That's why I think the second one's going to be better because it's more time with them. Right. We've seen we're gonna them together see, longer. We're going to see why they stayed a team after they stopped the invasion. Right. Why they decided to continue to be when a, something happened and the Avengers were needed. Why they decided to come back and not try and fight it on their own again. And I think that's going to we're going to see that they're going to have teamed up in the inner interlude between movies and maybe it was only Iron Man and Captain America teamed up one time and Thor and the Hulk teamed up or Black Widow and Captain America or whatever the case may have been we will see some of those and or well, we'll and learn. that's why I think the other movies are going to do that yeah. the sequels exactly I really ho- especially for Hulk I really hope that they do something more with Hulk I mean that, that was I, I like the relationship between him and Black Widow but that was the most the one that was the most underdeveloped yeah so me so i agree with you guys that this show has its advantage that unlike that the movies will not have as much that we will have 30 episodes in a whole year see these characters develop and be fleshed out by the showrunners and writers so i completely agree with you and and honestly andy i would have liked to see hawkeye as a major character on this show i mean i I think you can never get jeremy renner to do it he's too big for this but that would have helped solve that problem perfectly i agree and that would be cool because archery seems to be becoming a big thing now on television so it would be cool to have Hawkeye indeed. Uh, maybe, I, I think we might see a cameo at some point. I don't know. That will be, come on later in the discussion. What, let's talk about just briefly about the casting. When you look at these pictures of these agents, do they look the part, do you think? Can you see Chloe being this guy person in your mind, as an example? Like, How do you think about the casting so far? It's hard to tell by pictures, I think, of them. I mean, Paulson, we've seen before. We know what it looks like. But seeing pictures of them at you know casting reviews or headshots and stuff, they're going to look a lot different than when they're outside of the shows going on. I think the biggest thing is it. the lack of credits that these actors have. Right. All of all of them are newcomers to the acting thing. But that's not a bad thing because Joss Whedon has, in his history, done great things with people who, like Nathan Fillon, for example. Yes, he had done shows before, but he'd always been the, the boyfriend of the second or the third man, you know, and never a headliner. But all of a sudden he gets Firefly and boom, Joss took a chance on him. He saw the potential there and saw this guy and was like, why is this guy not headlining shows? He's amazing. Gave him a chance. And I think that's what we're going to see in this show is that some of these ensemble cast members are people who have not been given a shot or not given their fair shot yet. And he sees something, and so does Jed and Marissa. They see something in these actors that the rest of the world is not seeing yet. And all of a sudden these people, necessarily because they're going to be brought into the Whedon verse are going to be, you know, all of a sudden stars. And if they do well on the show, which I have no reason to doubt that they will, they're going to launch their careers from this show. So I think that it's it's going to be interesting because there's not going to be a lot of experience on this cast. And except for, you know, obviously the actor who plays Phil Coulson and Ming-Na Wen, who has been in a ton of things. And what I remember her most from was ER. And right. I know you guys said Mulan, but really those two are going to be 
be the the veterans of the cast and every the other four and then if colby smulders comes on she'll be another veteran but those other four of the six right now are very young inexperienced and i think it's going to show a lot of potential to really see these people shine and that's going to be interesting well i mean look look at the people i mean that that are still working that joss whedon discovered you know of course you got nathan Fudd. that's the big one summer glow shows up at everything stuff before he just gave them the shot at right but yeah but but still i mean allison hannigan Mm -hmm. is is another example uh seth green sort of with him being on buffy got david boreanaz of course yes i mean these are big felicia um felicia day yeah who i mean needs more i think so i wish she was on this show i think she deserves that but for whatever reason that was that was the thing when when they announced these characters not the actors that when the casting announced um breakdown was released there was you know people i saw lots of news sites starting reporting like oh we who would we want to see like from the weeding words and they were like you know the allies Eliza, who was Faith, we saw there were so many people wanted, they almost assumed that, that we will almost see people from, that he had worked before with, but I think I, I don't I think that everyone thought that I, there are a lot of people that probably knew that it was going to be new people that we haven't seen much before, except right. for Ming-Na Wen. And totally with you. Clark Greg. Right, okay. I think yeah. I think Alicia Day would have fit this cast very well, because she is another one that has not gotten the huge TV break, you know, as she's very well known, and in the geek world, she is the queen of the geeks you know she is the queen of comic-con but well kaylee coco wouldn't wouldn't agree i think yeah Uh i don't care i don't care yeah i don't care either (laughs) i i she's not proved herself as that though i think every not everyone but most geeks would agree with me that felicia day is the one that you think of when you think of geek girl you know she's gamer She's an actress. She's all. She's producer, writer, executive director. You know all these all these things, and she she just hasn't had that huge break in TV yet. And I think she's going to. She's too talented not to. But maybe she's just too busy <laughs> to really. She could show up in, as they, you know because something I, we should be clear with with, the, with our listeners is that we are probably going to see they're going to as the show progresses. I, I'm sure we're going to see new agents being added. You know there are more than just six agents on on Shield. Right. It's just these six are the ones they're going to focus on, and there'll be yeah. there'll be weekly guests that'll show up as you know an agent or as a bad guy or, or whatever or as a superhero. But I don't think we're going to see. Well, I don't. I shouldn't say I don't think we're going to see, but it. At least in the first season or in the first half of the season, yeah. they're going to focus most, mostly on these characters, and they want these characters to be well de- developed and established, and the ones that you're rooting for before they ever bring in more people to add to the ensemble. The last part of this this question before we go into the next is: Could you possibly imagine them being signed up for some Marvel movies in the in the upcoming future? Because I think that I almost think that's a given. I think that that, that was a part of their deal. Almost, I don't. We, we don't know. Exactly, but I, I can imagine ABC, Marvel Studios, and Disney having them sign something that it, if we would ever because they, they could make perhaps make cameo appearance because they will be part of Shield. It would be kind of weird if we never saw them. That's the thing. Yeah, I do think that they will. I don't think it's necessary, but I do think that if the show is very successful, if it is guaranteed season two, season three, something like that, if it is a huge success, then yeah, we might see them brought into the movie aspect. But I I don't know. I 
I don't think they want to mix them too much. Well, I think you'll see Coulson yeah, for sure no, in the other that, films. I think he's going to represent the show. Exactly. Yeah. He may reference his team or he may reference the actions that they did in the series, but I don't necessarily think that we have to see all of the characters from this. Maybe one of them really becomes a fan favorite and that potentially yeah, propels them onto the movie. But until something like that happens, I just don't see it as a requirement. Because I could see this Sky character or this Agent Grand Ward exploding and people just going nuts. Yeah, I think the Gemma Simmons and Leo Fitz are going to be so interconnected that you would have to have both of them explode and people just fall in love with them as a mm-hmm. as a duo for them to have as much success whereas i think the grand ward possibly or the sky agent sky have the well uh, well i don't think she's an agent actually that's the thing i think she's mm. the only one who is not an agent because listen to this she's a confident woman who's obsessed with the superior culture and the shadow organization exists within that yeah. like now why, why would a character view the organization she works for as a shadow organization i don't i think she's kind of the fangirl that they will like become part of gang in some way she has i think you're right she's something that the agent doesn't have as an agent i think she will be a civilian who maybe finds out about shield and tries to infiltrate it or tries to find out more about it and ultimately talks her way in and they are like dude if she can break into our place just by talking her way in we need her on a team something like that so yeah i think you're right she's not going to be an agent right away but i do think that she has the potential to become one and become a fan favorite yeah like sounds very oh. Chloe Sullivan like for you, very pleasant smoke, which is a character that don't know has exploded or not yet. Oh, she will! I promise you, she's gonna she's gonna get her own movie. To, you know, Felicity Smoke begins and the Felicity Smoke rises or whatever. But the, yeah, the only reason why wait, I said hear Michael tell it, I, I will tell him. The only reason why I went to the assumption that she's not an agent because she was the only character in the casting breakdown that said it just says Sky. It doesn't say agent because the other one gets agent. That's a good and, call there. Well, thank you. I I'm good. That, at that. Yeah, I missed that one. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm here. No, I'm just kidding. Let's yeah. talk about. Now, the, the show's potential and our individual ex- expectations, I think a season is going to definitely last a whole season at least. I don't think, luckily, they will not air these episodes out of order. <clears throat> Thank you, Fox. Okay. Love you so much. And uh, so that's the thing. I think that one of the reasons that there, there, there's so much hype around this particular pilot is because this was the one that got early greenlit. I yeah. think the president of said that was like the first script that they read and gave like gave the okay to, basically. Because well, that's how, because how... It, it's, it's the most successful movie. Well, the most successful exactly. movies ever made. I mean, how are you not going to you know react to it? Exactly. Plus, Marvel so needs I think a, a TV show. It needs, because look at what they have. They have animated show like yeah. I'm so desperate because of the lack of Spider- uh, Peter Parker the real Peter Parker in the comics I actually watched an episode of Ultimate Spider-Man yesterday and I'm like no you're not Deadpool dude you're so, you don't break the fourth wall post well this is well because it's a Marvel based um, episode of course listeners please go watch every animated thing that Marvel has done it's so great we're not gonna bash him at all you watch know, the old stuff watch the old oh, the 90s was the, the time but that's not the point of this discussion I think that this pilot is gonna probably be the like first thing like as well, it's not going to get an early pickup before the upfront because all pilots that are picked up will be announced at the upfronts in May. So expect around somewhere in the middle of May, you will hear some that ABC has picked it up for a series. And to be honest, if they don't pick this pilot up, I think that Jasmine should just walk in there and give him like the big, you know, the big what the heck. I don't think it's going to happen the way that Marvel's put all these movies and advertisements and all this stuff out for it on the internet already. Exactly. That's the thing. Also, there's even they created a Facebook page already and also yeah. Twitter page that is being. Cut 
constantly updated every day. And there's also like an Agent M that is, well, impressive in his own way, that is keeping up with updates. Totally irrelevant. Yeah. We'll get to that a little bit later. But there's so much hype around this project already. But the thing that fascinates me is that there are no, I'm not asking for this, but uh, there are no leaked photos. There are no leaked videos on YouTube at all. That surprised me. Like with Arrow, there were a few pictures and videos. But this pilot, like how, how can but that security is, be? This is ABC versus the CW. This is a big time network during a superhero show. True. And they're going to so, play but, uh, with us. Yeah. I think uh, the CW ones were officially leaked or given permission to leak. Oh, okay. Because it was to hype it. Right. To get people really excited to show and, and to help sell it. Yeah. I, I, I can agree with that. Like Because the, the, because of the CW, we're not trying to backlash the CW, but the fact is that they need more attention. They're smaller. To survive that. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you, Nico. That's why they probably were okay with, you know, they, they are probably, you know, allowed it to be leaked. So I agree with you. Yeah. Do you, what else do you have to say about the show's potential? I think, well, you know, because... Well, one, one thing I, I wanted to say, and I think this is important here, is I think the show gets the potential for the future of superhero programming on TV. Gob, as we were talking about before we started recording, Andy, Gob, you know, with this cancellation of Young Justice, Greg Green Lancer, the animated series, God, Cartoon Network, which were really, you know, kind of serious. They were animated, but they were had very serious adult themes to them being canceled. I think that you're going to see more of a trend of the superhero shows being drama because there's a lot of red tape when it comes to children's entertainment right now get what's suitable to show them which is why something like ultimate spider-man is so off the wall and more cartoony like with the breaking the fourth wall the bathroom viewer and stuff like that because the censors feel that's more suitable for children so being able to not these writers get comic books or interested in superheroes not being able to tell the stories they want to tell i feel like we're going to begin a movement towards a lot of superhero programming going towards uh network dramas or television that's on at prime time because so i think shield is the beginning of that in terms of the major networks but i do think networks like cw which has already established themselves as having this kind of superhero based programming i think that they will try to throw more on the table so watch you know i know there's talks about that amazon show for the cw yeah. but watch probably their network try something else to coincide with arrow to really make a push and to hold their own against shield which really may surpass arrow in terms of the special effects and stuff because it's major network versus a smaller thing in the cw got also you know, Sci-Fi Channel has that Booster Gold pilot that's out and about that they're working on. So I see, you know, Shield beginning. It's, it's beginning, yeah. Beginning this trend because their animation isn't really working out right now or those shows aren't lasting as long as I think the comic book companies would like them to last. And the other thing is with the special effects constantly getting better and cheaper to produce some of the CGI and stuff like that because I think the show Once Upon a Time has shown us. Mm -hmm. I see there being more superhero shows because they're more feasible to pull off with the effects in a cheaper manner now compared to what they were five years ago or even with something that lasted for a long time smallville started smallville could do a heck of a lot more in its last three seasons effects wise than it could do in the first three a follow-up question to the special effects thing because the fact when you mentioned it once upon a time because this this program will be on abc we've seen what once upon a time can do with their special effects how do you think about things like do you think we'll see the hell carrier because that's a thing that i'm really curious over if they will really show that on a weekly basis because that's that must have been expensive as heck every when they were shooting the Avengers. I know it was CGI like outside, but inside, what like because I'll, it seemed to be very big. I want to throw this out. Do you think, and it's Nico, maybe you all have a better answer to this? Yeah, I'll see Nico if you've got an answer to this one. Do you think that they'll show stock footage of the Helicarrier from the Avengers movies to do that? What you and I discussed a few weeks ago or a few days ago, I don't remember exactly when it was, was I think that they will take the CGI that 
that they have from the Avengers and use it here on the show. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to use the actual footage that made it into the film. I think they're going to use the program and already drawn art and use that to make new or use sometimes some of the already used film. But if they're going to feature it quite frequently, then they're going to have to use new ones. Otherwise, every time we see it, it's going to be the same thing and that'll get old and repetitive. So I think it's going to be a combination of the two. I think they're going to use, they're not going to have to redevelop the CGI. It's already in the computers and they'll be able to have that template. What they'll do is they'll create new scenes and what they'll do is they'll probably in the early part use some of the old shots and maybe some of the shots that hit the cutting room floor from the Avengers and then they'll continue to use the CGI to make new ones as the season goes on and the series goes on. Well, and essentially the I, same special effects people might be working on both shows. I mean, both it's possible. The show. It's possible. Because, uh, I mean, Marvel, I, I actually saw Marvel's special effects set up a couple of years ago and it basically is a basic, it's an office where they do everything at. So they may be doing everything for the TV show and all movies all in-house in one place. So that, yeah, and if I, that's the case, it's very easy to get stock footage or the, you know, the CGI composite that they use for the hell carrier right yeah because it would be cool cool to see the hell carrier in, on that show because it's actually like could, could you imagine shield on a weekly basis being on you know in a headquarter on the ground well i think we will see headquarters on the ground i think yeah, we'll definitely. see little installations various episodes may start where you don't have to see the hell carrier because they're on a mission in let's say france and they're at the shield safe house in france that would be kind of uh, interesting concept to have it like internationally well i i think they'll try the best they can um they might might not yeah. be able to do that. I, I could see them maybe having different places in the U.S. Yeah, at least for first season, right? Where they have an installation, like say, get LA, and they have another one in New York um, on top of the helicarrier. Yeah, uh, I think we pretty much said everything we wanted to say about the potential. Let's go into individual expectations. Um, like we talked about, like appearance of superheroes and so on before. My expectations to begin with is that I this this is the thing. And this ties in well with the last point that we had, that, that, which is the fact that this will be set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, look, look, compared to Arrow and Smallville, Marvel and ABC has something that, that these shows will never have, a connection with the movie franchise and the universe. There's, you know, at this point, we ne- we're ne- probably never going to see Stephen Amell as Green Arrow in a Justice League film unless they introduce a superhero universe and what a, a superhero aspect of it, like with superpowers and everything. Other than that, like, Smallville and Arrow never had that, which is a shame. But the thing is, ABC... Disney and Marvel has it. They can reference, they can, like you said, use archive footage, use the same sh- program, programming for the f- effects and so on. So there's a lot of things they can do with the show. They can use this platform to introduce characters like superheroes because this show needs to introduce, you know, we can't have, let's say, if this show goes on for five years and we don't have a single new superhero showing up. It's, it's not just possible. So um, I would like, not perhaps in the first season or even the second half of the season, in, the, in season one of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I, at some point I would like to see this is, like you guys said at the beginning, characters that are capable, compatible with the S.H.I.E.L.D. organization like Luke Cage. I know, for example, talking about other S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and Marvel pilots, there was a Jessica Jones pilot that was developed for ABC, but they turned it down. So maybe they could use that, for example, to introduce it with S.H.I.E.L.D. instead of doing a show about it. Like they I was do, actually they, surprised. I thought of her possibly being a character on the show. That was yeah, something that's what that I said. crossed I my mind. Yeah, and like, so I don't understand, like, what ABC, okay, you denied the pilot, but you could maybe pitch something with the producer, like maybe have it on her show because she, 
I I believe she's uh she's part of Shield in the comics, right? Or something. She has interaction with them, but so they they can use this show as a platform to introduce. There's so there's so many characters that we don't know of that we see. The possibilities are limitless, limitless for the show. Okay, with someone yes. who has an imagination like Joss Whedon, who knows what we're going to see? And who knows what they're going to pull off putting in here? Because I'm almost certain, guys, there's going to be a lot of surprises. And there may be Jeff actors Lowe, that we will not expect show up on this show. I, I, I don't know what Joss Whedon's relationship is like with the actors who play, you know, who play the Avengers. But if he's close enough with them, normally he develops a good enough friendship with the actors they work with that they'll pretty much do anything for him. So we may Dude, get surprises everyone, there. Not just the actors, everyone in the world will do anything for him. I would do anything for him. But like, if he would want me to go make a coffee for him, which I suck at, I would do it. Yeah. Like, one thing that was interesting, Samuel L. Jackson talked about the S.H.I.E.L.D. project, and he said that he would actually want to be part of it in a sort of a way, like maybe be the voice for a computer or whatever, or maybe do a cameo because he felt like it would make sense. One thing, like, he, like Robert Downey Jr., is he's too big. So he would have to accept, like, a, a low salary if he would... If, but you know, he is if he a would, huge comic book fanatic. That's huge. a good point as well. So I, he would probably be okay with, like, oh, I could do it for free or something like that. Well, it would be kind of cool if, like, the opening of it was, like, a voiceover, like, explaining S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, maybe, like, the way that, um, like, like Captain Jack would do for every episode of Torchwood, huh. like, you know, what they would do, or maybe, like, what Gossip Girl did on that show, like, be the narrator of the show. Well, either a narrator or be, like, like the opening sequence for the show would be, you know, uh, st- you know the old intro to Star Trek, how it's William <laughs> Shatner saying, face, you know, the final frontier, because then it would be, like, you know, Sam Jackson going, well, on this day, the Earth faced a threat kind of thing, and that, on that day, we had to create the organization known as S.H.I.E.L.D. There's some kind of thing like that. And every episode would start out with that kind of intro. If there's one actor that I want out of the whole that whole franchise to appear on the show at least once or be that kind of a voice, it would be him. Like, I yeah. don't... I'm, I, can, I can survive not seeing Captain America's ad. I mean, Captain America on a weekly basis or whatever or a guest star. You know, if it if it costs too much to get him there, it's not worth it. But if Sam Jackson, who is, like you said, a comic book fan, then it's worth it. And he makes yeah. sense because he's director of fear. He has to be mentioned on the show because he... What are they going to do? Like, present him as, like, well, there's this one director that we have, but now we have another one that will be with us. Maybe, right. Nico, talk. I didn't really have anything to say about it. You know, I, I, I've i already said previously that I think that if he's going to show up, it's going to be very limited role, and that he, you know, will make scale or slightly above scale for it to work. Otherwise, it's just not possible. There's no way that they could, they could get the big stars to come on and do a role unless it was for TV money rather than the movie money they normally make. True. Yeah. If you could pick two characters from that we haven't seen on the screen yet, small one or big one, that you could see that you would like to see appear on the show, and then perhaps be in connected to movies at some point, who would you pick? Oh, that that's hard because there. I mean, there's a huge cast of characters to narrow it down. I would just be pleased if we got to see a couple of superheroes. Come on, say we have to have the big heavy hitters like the Avengers members, but I would like to see some you know obscure superheroes every once in a while, and, and same with villains. That'd be fun as well. That's something that's going to be interesting. How are they going to... Because every show needs an antagonist. So how... What are they going to... Because this at this point, this could be a somewhat of a super cop show, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, what's the S.H.I.E.L.D.'s fr- big enemy was Hydra. So it could still be Hydra. Because they did establish Hydra in the Captain America movie. Yeah. So maybe it's like Hydra has begun again. And the S.H.I.E.L.D. needs to stop them from expanding. Yeah, I, I, I can see that happening. That would be something good because then they, ha- they could build up... Uh, they 
they could keep fleshing out something that has already been introduced. So that would be kind of a cool idea. I would love to see small characters like Luke Cage and maybe Miss Marvel played by the beautiful Yvonne Strahovski. Like, but if that ever happens, That's she would be possible. so good for that role. She's, you know, she's a. a, a I'm not saying that she's a, just a TV actress, but like you know, at this point, you know, I think that she could that could be someone that could join a show at some point or in some way for some character, maybe not even a superhero or whatever. But but yeah, maybe you're right. This maybe this is a really difficult question at this point. But like you said, something we need to see some superheroes at some points. Well, and the other thing you could throw out with Miss Marvel, you could just introduce Avad Strahovski as Carol Danvers before she got her powers, because she was a character for a little while in the Marvel universe before she had her powers. Then she was in the military. I think yeah, it was before Shield existed but they could get away with that as well producers of shield are you listening to this he this is a good pitch this is a good yeah but it it is a good idea wouldn't you agree nico yeah i like dan's ideas usually (laughs) usually no dan yeah dan's got a good point it's possible i don't know enough about those characters to really say whether they it would work in this this series but if dan thinks it's a good idea i'm gonna have to agree yeah, now, ladies and gentlemen, just, that, that is how this relation works. I'll just pull it back the curtain a little bit. Um, it just Nico is more of a DC guy. Yeah, um, I know well, he'll I have a lot say, more to wait. say once the show starts premiering. Can he actually start seeing episodes? But unfortunately, I mean, he just doesn't have the foundation to run off of. Because that is a big problem with the show. I don't think a lot of people have a Marvel foundation to run off of because I really just don't think some of their more obscure characters, got obscure villains, are really well known compared to like the Green Arrow Rogues Gallery that we're getting on that show arrow yeah exactly i agree totally so i, I guess get I, to know them i think joss Whedon will do a good job of that but they just don't know them yeah, right now if, and we have jeff Loeb as well like if you you that's that's a power yeah that's not couple as a couple but like a power team a po- power partnership like you have jeff Loeb and joss whedon at this in the same production they can do if anyone can bring some something really great to this like with with miss marvel for example that would be joss because he writes female women as like a god right and so yeah it is so yeah but that is basically what we had to say about the yeah. shield project to wrap so let's wrap this up these are our thoughts about everything we know about the project so far we will make sure to keep you listeners out there updated on any new information that we get and yeah, we won't post leaked photos or videos like that like you know because we don't want to it's not we're not probably not gonna, not gonna get any but still like we we're only gonna reveal like you know facts that we get from other news sources and so on if this show is picked up which it will probably will be at this point you guys probably know that the listeners, I mean, know that we are planning a Shield podcast, and more on that will come out as we get closer to the upfronts. May will be the month when when you will start hearing more about the Shield podcast and the audition thing, because we will be trying. I'm because I'm going to be hosting the show. I'm I'm going to be needing a partner because the other, the other four guys don't, don't like me. So no, just, it's just we have a lot going on I, here. I know, I know, I know, I know. We do like four. We do just so you guys know, our listeners. Yeah. We do like we're doing three podcasts right now, and this would be a fourth one good so exactly. it's a lot of work for us so if you guys want to join in and help us out we'd really be appreciative of that together there's going to be an interview process yeah and andy and i be... are going to be working mm-hmm. on but come, if you are interested so, feel free to contact us yeah as soon and we will be discussing about how we work out this whole audition thing but as soon as we work it out we will be posting it on the social media pages and on the ata website as well and uh, how you can how the audition thing will go and how you can do it and how you can send in how how the, the whole process 
will work basically. So to wrap these things up, you can where Dan tell us where, where our listeners can find our well, other podcast. Well, they can find our other podcasts at www.acrosstheairways.com, and there we have the DC Nation podcast, which covers episodes of Young Justice and Green Lantern the animated series until it's canceled. And we also on that show also talk about the other imaginative content DC Comics provides for its fans, including movies, comic books, got the comic book Marvel season 11 written by our good friend of the podcast who's done several interviews with us brian q miller and what else do we have andy we also have the Air- the longbow hunters the arrow podcast the, sh- the podcast dedicated for the, t- the cw hit show arrow which are which is hosted by my- michael j petty and Wu s kim you can find them at the same website slash www.acrosstheairways.com slash arrow podcast. arrow podcast yes i said yeah. it right, right this time the one episode was <laughs> mess you can also find them at Twitter at, at Arrow Podcast, also our main po- uh, podcast ATA. You can find us on Twitter at Across Airways. There's no duh, yes, no, no duh, e, and there's a yes, in there. And you can also find retro reviews that is also hosted by Michael J. Petty and Lewis Kim that reviews all shows that either went out on their own terms or got cancelled. Yeah, I finally learned how to say it. I always mess that up when I say it by myself. <laughs> that show is is it's on hiatus for right now. Yeah, because of yeah. Michael's commitment to the Arrow podcast. So that's that's and, on and hiatus. Wu, and Wu's commitment, of course. And, and then Nico, do you really you want to tell everyone real quick about our main podcast, which you're a part of? Sure, our main podcast ATA covers about 22 different shows on a weekly basis. We have five shows that are in our main our main section, which Dan and I cover, and Andy does one as well. Once upon a time section but we cover shows like once upon a time castle supernatural go on big bang theory and person of interest so i guess that's seven shows and then we have an airwaves rundown section which is different from week to week based on which shows are on but that covers about 15 other shows throughout this season and uh, throughout the season when they're on and those are our five to six minute reviews of each episode whether they're uh, a drama a comedy, a dramedy, or any combination of different shows, but they're all really good stuff that a lot of people enjoy. So we cover those on a weekly basis, and it's really good discussion and uh, covering major themes of each show. So if you uh, enjoy, if you're here, you probably know what ATA is. <laughs> yes. And, uh, I'm sorry. I am not really sure what it is. What, is it, what does ATA even stand for? Across the Airwaves, podcast what dedicated is, uh, what is this TV airways show, you speak episode of. reviews along with news and opinions on the entertainment industry that's what it is andy yes and, now uh, let's see well, can and, they contact us well i was going to say also a part of ata because a section called news with nico where nico provides information on all the entertainment news out there including what's going on with shield and you can access that through clicking the like button to access on on our website to access on uh, to access us on facebook and you can also get that same information through our twitter twitter at google plus and if you guys would like to give any of your thoughts on S.H.I.E.L.D. or any of the 22-plus TV shows we cover, uh, you can leave us a voicemail by calling what number? 773-809-3363. So I think that's yes, sums- But I also had to do one plug because... I'm also because I'm part right. of the Keyside TV network that is uh, run by a good friend of ours and my one of one of my great bosses, Craig Burr. I, Dan Dan Schmidt is a great boss as well. I I promise. That's why I say one of my great bosses. So he he was actually he wanted me to give you a little special thing that he's there will be a Shield website portal website to the Keyside TV network. He's um I I don't know he's, he's he said it's going to be there 
at some point. It's probably in development. He's so busy, but there will be a site like that, like Green Air TV and One Side and so on. You can also follow him, and you can follow that that shows Keyside TV site pages on Keyside TV under dash uh, dash Shield. They're not the dots in Shield, just Shield. You can also find the Keyside TV portal site for Shield at Facebook to search for Marvel's Shield, or you can just go to Keyside TV on Facebook, and you can you will find all the other websites that show page likes the four that forums which we should we should also mention our forums as well doesn't does not have a shield section yet but there will be one as we get closer to upfront as well so stay tuned for that and also you can come come to our forum which is across the airways.com slash forums and we will there will be a shield section soon i guess we, we could we could fix that pretty easily yeah that's easy to set up yeah we'll have that there too yeah so that wraps it up. If, uh, like Dan said, if you have any questions or thoughts about Shield, you have all the information. With our our good friends, good friends and host Michael J. Payne, Wu S. Kim. I'm your director, Andy Babakt. And I'm Dan Schmidt. And I'm Nico Reistek. And until next and week, until ne- next time, we'll, we'll catch, catch you, you on the airwaves. The airwaves. <laughs> Now return to our regularly scheduled program.